What's up, everyone, and welcome to the My VV Collection podcast, where we talk VV, NFTs, and so much more. Let's get into today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about how I set a price prediction for a collectible. I always talk about setting a price prediction and setting a game plan for collectibles when they hit that aftermarket. And I want to go through step by step how I go about doing that so that you can do that as well. You can set your own price predictions and game plans because you do not need to follow my advice. You should be applying your own logic, your own knowledge to it and deciding upon yourself. Let's get into this. So first things first, these are short term price predictions, very short term. I'm talking about hours after a drop up until maybe a week after a drop. What these price predictions do is it helps me to decide whether or not I should wait to pick up that collectible or if it's a good price and I'm confident with my price prediction to pick it up immediately after the drop or hours after a drop. When it comes to mid to long-term collectible price predictions, you just can't trust it. Sure, you can set a price prediction for that mid to long term, but there's so many variables that is going to affect that. The two most important is that you are investing into that collectible that's going to see demand shift up and down, as well as it's a very speculative investment at this point in time, being a digital collectible. We don't know where the demand is going to go for these. I'm going to guess, and I'm sure many others in this space are going to guess that the demand is going to go up, but you just don't know the future. And additionally, you're also investing into a company being Vivi, and you just don't know what's going to happen at Vivi that might cause them to implode or to things just to go downhill for them over the long term. Until we can withdraw our collectibles from the app, you just don't know. So at this point in time, it's very speculative because you have so many factors that can affect this price. That's why we set short-term pricing. This helps us whether to know if we should get in on that collectible in that aftermarket immediately after the drop or wait a little bit. And first things first, when we get information about a collectible being dropped, I go and I find out all the information that I can about it, including its rarity, its addition numbers, whether or not it has FA or FE or CE status, and just the overall appeal of that collectible and that character. I then find and cherry pick collectibles that I can compare this to. Collectibles of the same fashion really help the most. For example, if we have a Marvel character that has five rarities being dropped in a blind box series, such as we've seen with many different characters like Black Panther to Groot, Deadpool, Invisible Woman, Storm, these all are of the same fashion, meaning they are a collectible, they have a common, uncommon, rare, and then they have an ultra rare and a secret rare that are both animated. So those are great collectibles to choose to be able to compare floor prices to one another. If a Marvel Mighty is dropping, you can compare it to other Marvel Mighties. If DC characters are dropping, you can compare it to other DC characters of the same fashion. And if a 007 car is being released, you can compare it to other 007 vehicles. It gets a little bit more difficult when you have nothing to compare it to. At that point, you can choose different collectibles that may follow the same trajectory, that may be of the same fashion, and just try to find similarities. With that, you can analyze the next things. I try to have at least two collectibles to compare the drop to. The first and most important thing that I compare to is whether or not it's an FA, FE, or CE or not. I try to always compare these tags to one another with those collectibles. So if the collectible on the drop is an FA, I try to find a collectible that's an FA that I can compare it to. I then look at rarities. So 
do they have commons, uncommon, rare, ultra rare, secret rare, and I'm going to be able to compare in this blind box drop. And then I can look at the addition amounts in each of those. If it's a single drop, one collectible, there's no different rarities. I can look at a collectible that has a similar single drop of that same rarity. If it's a blind box drop with that common two secret rare, and I'm comparing it to a similar collectible with that common two secret rare, I can still analyze the different additions that are with that character because those two can be different. Speaking about different, a collectible can have two different rarities but the same edition numbers. And that's extremely important to note. For example, the Batman and Killer Croc was a rare, it got the rare rarity, and it has 8,888 editions. Also, the Superman is an uncommon, and it got 8,888 editions. So ultimately, what does that rarity really mean? It's not as important as the amount of editions that are going out there. So I definitely rank the edition amounts higher than what that rarity is for that collectible. And then finally, I take a look at what the collectible looks like. Is it appealing? Does it look good? Do I like it? For example, the Wonder Woman, the first drop, the DC Artist Alley. It's interesting. It's not my cup of tea. It's not something that I'd be interested in, but the second Wonder Woman, even though she's not an FA, that DC artist Ali got the FA, I find that one more appealing. I think it looks much better. I think it's going to be worth more and more over time. You can also compare if it's a blind box with that common to secret rare, which ones might be more interesting and more appealing. Many times we see the common being actually a little bit more appealing than that uncommon, and we've seen that reflected in the pricing. For example, I found the Black Panther common to be much more interesting than the Black Panther Uncommon. Even though the Uncommon has an action pose, I really think that that Common doing the Wakanda Forever really is iconic for the character and I thought that that was going to be more expensive than the Uncommon and sure enough it is. And then finally I take a look online and I see what kind of noise this collectible is making. Are people excited for it? Do they have a rarity that they're really interested in if it's a blind box? Are they not so much interested in it? Is it too much that's being dropped of that same brand of similar fashion? For example, the 007 blueprint poster of the glider. I didn't see a lot of positive sentiment for that and neither did I have it for that. And sure enough, it lists lower now than it actually cost to get on the drop, which I actually predicted in my price prediction for that 007. So all of these play a role in being able to analyze and set a price prediction for a drop that's coming out. You can analyze where the market is at for these collectibles that you're comparing it to and make a justified estimated price prediction in the short term for a collectible that's going to be dropped based on all of this information. It takes a little guesswork, it takes a little bit of knowing what the collectible is and judging the popularity of that character, of that collectible, to other characters and collectibles on the app. For example, in my Black Panther price prediction video, I compared them to Deadpool and Captain America. I thought Black Panther was on the same level as Deadpool in terms of popularity. Both of them got the FA but Deadpool is in the holiday outfit and I think that devalues Deadpool a little bit so I put Black Panther a little bit higher than Deadpool. I think Captain America is much more popular than Black Panther, but he doesn't have an FA as that went to the Marvel Mighty's Captain America. So with all this and judging by the edition numbers that were going out with this, I figured that Black Panther 
would be somewhere in between those two for my price prediction. Of course, a lot more goes into it than just that. I take a look at what the collectible looks like, what the sentiment is online for that collectible, for that character, and I make a judgment call based on that. A price prediction is just that, just a price prediction. It doesn't have to always be right. It's not always going to be right. You can't judge what millions of other people, I guess in this case, hundreds of thousands of other people are going to do when that market initially reopens. You just can't have that foresight. You just can't predict the future like that. It just doesn't happen that way. But at least what these price predictions do is help you set a game plan for yourself when that market opens so you're not going to panic and purchase and make a regretful purchase in the app. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the My VV Collection podcast. Please follow this podcast if you are not already and leave us a rating and review where you can. You can find us further at My VV Collection on Twitter and Instagram and MJP my vv collection on youtube we will catch you next week